On this episode of the Last King Podcast, we're continuing our navel gazing with the best TV of 2019 so far. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Last King Podcast. I am Director of Programming, Sinkit Tom. And this is Swanting, Mr. Toffee here. And this is Comrade Sheffy, back again, and Chernobyl wasn't our fault at all. No, it was crazy Americans with all their conspiracy and <laughs> all their, their spies. Yes, yes. <laughs> you didn't see any graphite because it was not there. No graphite, no. And the death toll is only 10, right? Only 10. Right? Only 10, <laughs> only 10 puppies died, okay? And they were, uh, unfortunately, the, the reactor fell on them. No, no, no explosion. <laughs> the reactor's still fine. It just toppled over. It just walked away. It just walked away. It really likes to walk away. Yes, you know, to, to, to form a better reactor. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yes. When a mommy reactor and a daddy reactor like that very much. <laughs> we have nuclear fission. <laughs> so, boys, this is the last game podcast. Continuing. 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 Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, best television wow. of 2019 so far. Okay. So, far. so, unfortunately, a lot of really good stuff is coming out in August when we're not recording <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what to say that there's not been some pretty amazing TV out there. Not uh, your Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I was just about to mention, this is going to be the... Yeah, yeah. That, that giant ass dragon in the room. Yeah, that, we got to bring yeah, it up. The giant ass dragon in the room who decided to melt down the throne because reasons. Because plot. Yeah. yeah because symbolism. Because thing stuck in Symbolism. <laughs> symbolism? Mm, more like budget. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Best TV of 2019, which also includes stri- uh, streaming services. So, of course, we're not uh, ignoring the Netflix or the HBO. Yeah, or I mean, the Amazon Prime. To be honest, I don't really watch terrestrial TV anymore. Like even the who does? <laughs> like the standard TV I watch, I watch on YouTube. Yeah, me too. You know, we, that's where we get all our snippets of like yeah, like uh, late night TV also. Anyway, oh, all the British panel shows because you know, fuck you, I player for not being. <laughs> oh man! Here. God damn it! Playing that British card again, everybody. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so it's Antikron. Maybe you would want to kick off the best TV of 2019 so far with special mention. Sure, I'll start with a special mention, and uh, I would say a quick shout out to. Um, Hits our special guest last year who turned me on to this uh, show, Barry. Mm. Oh, Barry. Yes. Season 2. Out. Season 2. Now it, on her. Hubbo. On, on Hubbo. <laughs> so, part of the reason why I started paying for HBO, aside from trying to catch Game of Thrones on legit, was that Barry <laughs> was also coming back. And uh, I can very simply say it's just as good as season 1. In okay. some ways, it might be even better. <gasps> Wow. Maybe maybe just set some context for people who don't know much okay. about the show. For those of you who don't know what Barry is, it follows an assassin who kind of gets started with assassin life and wants to become an actor. And the assassin <laughs> okay. is played by the great and powerful Bill Hader, who also created the show. Okay, or for all you other normies, Stefan. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty Basically, much. the guy who kind of looks like Dwight from The Office, but isn't. <laughs> Okay, probably one of the best writers on South Park so far. Oh yeah, no, this dude is a phenomenal writer. And this is his uh, personal baby. And you can kind of get the feeling that this is something he's been wanting to create for a while. Mm-hmm. So he waited for his personal clout to grow to where he can deliver something like this. I mean, there's something very quite autobiographical about this because it kind of uh, documents... Well, I fucking hope not because uh, I mean, like, that makes Blahida ab- fucking terrifying. I mean, I'm like thinking about the elevator pitch of this show. It's just basically, it's a story about me and how I'm trying to be an actor and how I go through improv classes. Not sexy enough. I'm also a hitman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like in the elevator kind there of... You go. <laughs> what makes this show amazing is that they take some time to delve into his origin story about how he became a contract killer and I'm not going to spoil it because you do need to watch it but it is pretty terrifying you kind of watch and go oh god he's a terrible human being and you can re- I mean it's a strange thing Bill Hader pulls it off I would say yeah yeah for sure he is just a truly astounding actor who I feel like I've been sleeping on for most of his career mm, a lot so, of people have yeah yeah and so this show comes out of nowhere just to remind people oh no he's smart he's got dynamic range and he's hilarious mm-hmm. and he's the character of Barry is a very nuanced take because he's deadly efficient and terrifying, but also very meek and restrained. But also a bit obnoxious and oblivious. Yeah, he's got like moments of glib where I mean it kind of fits the the nineties cool Tarantino assassin mold. Yeah, so a little bit. A little bit, but I think he he 
Like this, he has his own spin on it, yeah. For sure, and of course there are the returns of fan favorites such as Noha Hank, who is still my absolute favorite <laughs> He's character. the guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, he has hands down the best line in the show, which is, the fucking accordion guy sold us out? <laughs> Watch that way context is even funnier. Okay. Is, I mean, the thing about him is like he's up there with maybe Titus Andromedon as my favorite new characters <laughs> ever. Oh man, All right. <laughs> he's brilliant, especially since you realize that he was meant to die in the first episode, but mm. the actor came on and just performed. And Hader said, "We, we need more of him. We, like, we of cannot him. just have him for one episode." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank God, because his personal story as well is glorious. It was him getting kind of jealous about his partner in crime with this new. Uh, Burmese woman. Okay. okay. It, it all makes sense. Okay, okay. In the show. We shouldn't spoil too much. I'm, not, because... I'm, I'm trying to not I'm trying to dance around it because if I wanted to really dive into why it's so amazing, I would spoil the shit out of it. Yeah. But Maybe we'll save that for like another episode. We can just touch about this is Blue Sky yet more or less. Yeah. yeah so in general it's just exactly the same uh, characters, although they've all had their own personal growth, like um Kusanau, played by the amazing uh, Thons. Um, oh right, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, yes. still a standing performance, but his character has changed somewhat because of the events of season one. Mm-hmm. And seeing his little journey is brilliant. Um, uh, Barry's girlfriend, who I can't remember the name of the actress right now, but she's also a star. Everyone is brilliant in the show. Uh, the girlfriend, Sally Reed, right? Sally Reed, yeah. Oh yeah, that's Sarah Goldman. Sarah Go- Gold- Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. Yeah, no, she is also delivers a fantastic performance, and we also again look into her personal story. And struggles with telling the truth versus what she wants to have happened in her past. Which is kind of something which happens throughout the rest of the season as well. Is confronting who you really are and what made you. And how honest you want to be about the things that did make you who you are. You got any nitpicks for this episode? I mean, this particular season? You know, uh, I would say that the finale, whilst it is amazing... A bit of a cliffhanger. Right? It's, a, it's an amazing cliffhanger and it's also... An about turn because you feel like Barry's made some personal growth and then he mm-hmm. does something which completely undoes everything because of events that happen. And I feel like whilst it was great to watch, it was just kind of like a bit too sudden for me. Kind of felt like it could have gone on for a little bit longer because it's a show which has been all about, you know, acting and comedy and personal drama. It's like, oh no, we also have an HBO budget so we can do action when we feel like it. Yep, and it's also all about duality. It's all about, you know, mm-hmm. you know how you mask yourself, but how you perceive yourself and how you let others perceive you. Because, I mean, one thing I like about Barry is basically it's a great character study about a person who not only is coming to terms with his profession, yep. but also coming to terms with his art- artistry. Yes, you know what I mean? for sure. And the thing is, right, there's nothing more creative than being a contract killer. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially <laughs> when you need to be able to adapt and ad lib once in a while. Yeah. I mean, he only does two contract kills this season. Aww. Uh, but the first one is pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing. I, I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but um, it is the entire episode, and it doesn't go the way you think it should. <laughs> There's right. some pretty amazing twists, which, so, again, I really want to say what happens, but I don't want to spoil it. But how's the comedy this time around? It's still fucking hilarious. There like, you There's go. an insight into casting choices for certain movies which uh, I'm sure just funny from the outside but if you know the kind of you know how the sausage is made you really go oh this is too accurate <laughs> and especially there's a pitch meeting for Sally when someone wants to make a show about her life and the way it's handled is such a standard Hollywood way of treating her story is you are both laughing and rolling your eyes at the same time so it's the really smart kind of comedy which when HBO is at its prime is best at unfortunately they're too busy trying to push Game of Thrones down the throat to like even give this like shows like this like the time of day actually yeah I mean and I'm glad this does exist because unfortunately we have to wait till next year for the next Silicon Valley which mm. is again one of my favourite shows uh, yeah that, that, that needs to yeah I definitely like the past few, past few seasons that's for sure so hopefully yeah. this will be the last one if I call right I mean but if yeah, you have to let me to choose between the two Netflix or HBO Go I would say um, pretty well, much balanced. It's pretty balanced because it's different things. Like Netflix, you find more variety, you find more interesting things. Mm-hmm. HBO is very bespoke. Yeah, and it's kind of like uh, two different kind of restaurants. Whereas Netflix is like the 
the fun family restaurant which has specials and different things like sometimes they don't do it completely well but there's a special charm to it whereas HBO is the fancy restaurant you go to every now and then it's yeah. a bit more pricey the menus are very limited but it's just so well done and then Game of Thrones well I mean you know they had kind of them all it's like the, the chef was getting kind of tired and wanted to move on to the <coughs> next big project so, to the next big know. dish the next big restaurant yeah exactly, it's all yeah. the Disney dollars right over there at, uh, the, the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse ears I mean, so, I'm trying to think of a culinary analogy that's failing me, so I'm going to let that lie. McDonald's is hiring. Nah, sure. <laughs> Actually, I listened to an interview with like one of the head chefs of McDonald's. Yeah? Yes, they exist. Oh. And it was qu- quite funny. He was talking about how if he wants to experiment, he can change the stock market. Like he wanted to do a thing with blueberries, and he said, if I do that, I would have to buy every blueberry on the planet to be able to kind of launch this product. You know, a blueberry egg muffin sounds like a great idea. Oh, for sure. But that would I mean, thought they've done it before, have they? Uh, probably Please. back before it was literally the most uh, well-known brand in the world outside of maybe Coca-Cola. Do you know what McDonald's needs to do, right? Switch out french fries with avocado. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, there mm. you go. Then that's it. They are definitely going to be the Disney version of the fast food chains. For sure. <laughs> But uh, try, trying to get back on track. So Barry. Yeah, Barry yeah. is thoroughly, thoroughly recommended. I do truly love it. And if it wasn't for the show I'm about to talk about, would be my favorite show of 2019. Equally hilarious. Yeah. Um. <laughs> for, for, for all the wrong reasons, yes. Mm, no. no. But even more deaths. <laughs> yes. And of course, I mean, you listen to me just praise the living shit out of this uh, show. Mm-hmm. It's Chernobyl. It has to be. All right. Because I still cannot think of like a real criticism I have of it. Like even the minor dicks? No. Well, <laughs> that's the thing because... Even the minor dicks were perfect. <laughs> it just, it happened and there was no explanation, no cutting away, just There, there. was an explanation. There was an explanation. It was yes, too hot. We was, think, this yeah. is how our father's mind. Yeah, I mean, to be fair... That's how we do it back in the old days. Something. Like a man! <laughs> if I was confronted by a stark naked fat dude in his mid-40s with a pickaxe with a pickaxe <laughs> telling me he was doing it this way I wouldn't argue either I would be more like which of the seven dwarfs are you? <laughs> <laughs> Grumpy obviously no I thought it was Doc or something. Nah, he wouldn't be no, he's he nudie <laughs> he's sleepy he's definitely not bashful <laughs> <laughs> definitely not bashful <laughs> so Chernobyl wise is the best show of 2019 Tom because it is just it's face melting fun boys and girls <laughs> Lovely practical effects. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, makeup and special effects—you definitely did your job right there. But I mean, I, I, we've already said most about what we like about it in our, our review. So let's talk about the copious amounts of strawberry jam they pasted onto people's faces as it came off their bones. Oh. <laughs> I, when they were interviewing uh, Topanov, uh, the twenty-five-year-old. Mm-hmm. I, that was probably one of the more horrific things I've seen in modern TV. Okay. And it was just it was just a guy struggling to breathe talking to a person. I wouldn't say it's one of the most horrific, you know. I've seen episodes of Queer Eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some of the before pictures are <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not irradiated, but still ugly nonetheless. Like, if anybody's wondering, I am definitely talking about Jonathan Vanessa's uh, mustache. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> yeah, oh, I shit. mean... <laughs> Yeah, Jonathan, you do you, but Jesus Christ, man. Shave that thing off. Please. You're not helping anybody. Uh, it's distracting from your gorgeous hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of gorgeous hair. Yeah, the severe lack of it in the later stages of oh, uh, radiation poisoning. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said in the review, stellar performance from just an amazing cast of yep. uh, British actors. Not doing Russian accents because... Because you know, it would sound stupid if they did a Russian accent. They didn't do it well, yeah. 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 And I think the creator, uh, I can't remember exactly, I think it's Craig Mazin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, very honestly, we tried doing it, it sounded stupid. And we don't want to be stupid because this is a story not just about a terrible tragedy, but about the importance of whistleblowing. And also, you know what? Because it's such an important story and because it's like such a quality crafted narrative, right? Yeah, we'll past it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just like any other uh, period drama where like everyone's speaking perfect English even though they should be speaking something else. It's because British English is easy to sell. Everyone understands it. Yeah, especially... It's like Black Panther. Why are you all speaking English? 
because you really want to listen to us <laughs> for two and a half hours. That'll be hilarious. I am too uh, black pen. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> too many clicks in the audio. Dude. No, <laughs> too many clicks. In the audio. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sync up properly because of too many. Oh, I apologize so much. But I don't. No, don't, don't, don't apologize. Okay. <laughs> it's the last gig. We don't apologize. We don't apologize. <laughs> oh boy. So, anyway, uh, face melting fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like a rip roaring fun for all the family. Uh, I mean, okay. Bring your popcorn. Bring your kids. I mean, not the yeah. ma- not, 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 the- not the popcorn. It looks too much like. Uh, Bring the Jello pudding. <laughs> oh, oh man. slurp it down during episode three. Oh, you'll enjoy it that much. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, make sure your pets aren't in the room when you're watching episode four because oh boy. No, make sure they are in the room so they learn. <laughs> you <laughs> okay? You you're don't poo poo on the carpet no more. <laughs> See what happens? Okay, we radiate you, then we shoot you. Oh boys, uh, I mean, the only criticism I might be able to give <gasps> is that because it is on HBO, it's kind of hard to recommend to other people. True that, yeah. I, I was trying to tell my parents to watch it, and they're saying, well, how can we? Because HBO doesn't really exist in Europe. Well, not oh, to a certain right. extent. But I mean, BBC does like broadcast it, doesn't it? That it gets indicated, or is there any network? Sky is the one who uh, tests mm, against HBO stuff, which okay. is fucking expensive. Like, Sky is terrible. Well, you know, for that price, you get quality shows like Chernobyl and... Reruns <laughs> of The Simpsons. Hey, we, we get it on regular television. Not anymore. Oh, yeah. They got... The BBC got rid of it for... I don't know, more... Being audio. mediocre, I guess. What? <laughs> How dare you, sir? The oh, you're talking about Simpsons, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think the BBC still doing some good comedy shit every now and then. Yeah, okay, I agree. Like, but... they give Frankie Boyle a show just to himself and... <laughs> That's a fucking... Speaking of radioactive... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Frankie Boyle. (laughs) I wonder why they call him that. (laughs) He's literally one giant pus like Scotsman. (laughs) Dealing out insults. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Uh, If you ever want to, like, spend a good five minutes of your time, listen to his uh, final monologue about the... uh, That uh, minister who went to uh, Sentinel Island to try and... um, Oh, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. It's... (laughs) I don't think I've laughed that hard in a public setting in a long time. Last King fans, if you've never heard of Frankie Boyle, look for his uh, compilation clips on YouTube whenever he did. What was that show? Have I Got News For You? Mock the Week. Oh, Mock the Week. Yes. Wouldn't let him have Mock I Got News week. For You. Look for all the Frankie Boyle compilations from Mock the Week. Trust me, some of the best entertainment out there, <laughs> hands down. Okay, or just like... Basically, look for savage Frankie Boyle clips. Those are the best. Yeah, they allowed him on terrestrial radio uh, recently. On wait, the they Spring. did. What the hell? <laughs> to be honest, he was fairly restrained. Okay. He said okay. that uh, Theresa May has all the charm of a war crime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is the gold standard when it comes to my comedy. Oh, I want yeah. to, I want to match that man. Two thousand and six uh, Frankie Boyle is. <laughs> Just look up Frankie Boyle pets and you'll understand. You know what? You know what? Why are we talking? You know, yeah, we're talking about Frankie Boyle now, huh? Yeah. You know what? I want him. I want them to bring back, to bring back Neverman the Buscox and have him host permanently. Oh yeah. He was my favorite guest host hands down all time. For sure. <laughs> and I love the fact whenever they have an American guest and then all the other panelists had to explain Frankie Boyle first. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> he's so mean. It's just his thing. <laughs> he's so mean. Oh, he hasn't gotten started yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is him warming up. <laughs> So yeah, you know, Frankie Boyle, well, definitely uh, a welcome. Uh, you know, if only they could have added him to Chernobyl, it would have been amazing. I try to wonder what role he could have been. He would have been the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> That's people dishing out insults through explosions. The yeah. sheer awfulness of what he's saying is just literally like killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Chernobyl. Uh, the show far from radioactive. Uh, Essential viewing. I would Absolutely. admit. Yeah. By hook like or by crook, you need to watch this because it is yeah. not only a great history lesson, but also just a brilliant show. And you know, it's only five hours. But if you can't watch Chernobyl, Shin Godzilla exists. <laughs> Same story, <laughs> <laughs> different kind that's, of nuclear That's reactor. a dinosaur. That, that's a monster inside Same somewhere. Like monster you. is something. Monster isn't bureaucracy. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's an actual monster. <laughs> it's an actual monster. <laughs> Yeah, although I'm not sure which is more terrifying, Godzilla or uh, Soviet uh, bureaucracy. Fucking Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> Hands down! Well, at least you can see Godzilla coming. 
Sure. KGB, <laughs> you can't see coming. Yeah, yeah. They might have a laser gun for you know, and you won't see that being shot out. Oh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> they could be developing jetpacks for you. No, know, they're not. Sure. Have you seen like Russian guys on YouTube? They're hilarious. <laughs> okay, for sure. We'll go with hilarious. Yeah, okay. yeah they're hilarious, especially you know with their terminal uh, level platformism. Yeah. Okay, that's how I relate to them. Okay. <laughs> them and Scotsman. That's why I love Frankie Boy and Russian people. <laughs> terminal alcoholism. Yeah. Welcome to the Last King Podcast. Speaking of uh, terminal alcoholism, Miss uh, <laughs> Toffee, talk about your. <laughs> oh my, my personal life. Yeah, all alcohol, nothing else. Absolutely. Drunk with power. Anyway, yeah. So my favorite show of the year. I mean, for so far. Special mention. Um, okay, we'll start with the special mention. It's I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Anime wise. It's actually showing on Netflix, but in Netflix Japan. Right How now. dare you, sir? We were supposed to have an anime episode. Why couldn't you save it for then? Uh, because I have nothing else to talk about, dude. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> okay, okay, so anyway, yeah, this particular show is still running. Uh, that's why I'm putting in a special mention. It's actually a show done by Shinichiro Watatabe, who you guys might know from Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop, Bebop and Samurai yep. Champloo. It's a sh- show called Carol and Tuesday. It's about these two girls who are trying to make it big as musicians oh, okay. in Mars. What are their names? Uh, Carol and Tuesday. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed. Huh. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, of course, they go through the trials and tribulations of getting jobs while, you know, trying to make music, you know, trying to actually secure gigs and, you know, being buskers and stuff, you know, in the middle of the road in Mars. Because in this timeline and all that, this is like far in the future where Mars is kind of populated, very inhabitable by humans because of, you know, global warming and stuff. In, so, on, basically, on Earth. the story of Total Recall. Yeah, more or less, more or less. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and music is actually done by uh, AI. So the solo music is kind of missing. You got pop stars popping up, doing auto-tune style music and music programmed by Which AI. Which is very by reminiscent musicians. of the current Japanese vocaloid culture, actually. Oh, vocaloid yeah, culture sure. and even that Black Mirror episode that happened a while, a few weeks ago, oh, okay. in a way. But in bars, of course. Everybody and, uh, knows Miley Cyrus is a robot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> pretty much. Well, if you read so, the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's not as action-packed as, you know, Samurai Champloo and, and Cowboy Bebop. Which really? is a nitpick. It's not. Yeah. I would never have guessed. Yeah, yeah. A show about so, two girls wanting to sing doesn't have the same action as a fucking space opera. Of course, of course. But at the same time, I just liked how everything just goes through the motions of, you know, just, you know, you actually kind of want to feel for these, uh, you know, feel, see the story. and want to see them succeed in this very harsh kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um... I believe uh, K- Carol is actually the more outspoken one with a dark, sordid past, and Tuesday is the runaway rich girl who wants to just play guitar because she doesn't want to stay at home with a political mom, you know, because she runs for politics. Or in as we okay. all Mars, like to call them, anime tropes. Yeah, yeah. anime tropes, yeah. So but it's actually done really well. Which tropes are sense. they? Which one is like, you know. One the- is the black haired cold bitch, one is like the golden hair fun. Not, not cold hearted, she's more like a very outspoken. Tuesday is the more like the meek. Sundere kind of girl ah. archetype. So the meek girl, yeah. Is this like a Yuri thing or are they... Um... Uh, no, no, not Yuri. This is more like just band members trying to pull through, you know, the hard knock life of being a musician in the street. Okay. You know, making rent and everything. And I guess the the, the other side characters also, they entered, entered their lives as a manager called Gus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a uh, music... I guess it's a family... I guess friend of Gus, I guess it's called... Um, Robbie or something I kind of forgot his name but he's more or less kind of like the punchline kind of kid you know trying to secure like these gigs you know secure these meetups with this rich DJ guy for introduction when things obviously go wrong so there you go so okay. again it's like a it's like an escalating kind of comedy thing but with some heartfelt moments especially when they start singing the tunes at like the tail end of the every episode there's always a musical number for sing- for every episode for this okay I mean, I gotta and ask you, um, uh, John. So, like, in the pantheon of uh, musical animes, and I'm talking about the likes of Beck and Detroit Metal Nana City, well. <laughs> where does this stack? This kind of, because it's still not finished yet, I'm gonna stack this just below Beck at this point in time. Aww. Because it's still kind of like, again, like introducing the world of like this uh, AI vocaloid kind of like autotune singers, as well as like they're actually in the midst of actually in a talent show, like Britain's Got Talent. Except mm-hmm. Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell's a woman here in this case. Like he and isn't in real life. Have you seen his oh, titties? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. But have you seen the height of his jeans? Have you oh, seen no, the height of his? Jeans? <laughs> he was wearing mom jeans before it was cool. It was the uh, height of right, his right. jeans that did him in. <laughs> I guess it's the fashion sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why his head's so square. <laughs> yeah. 
And all the other contestants have their own numbers as well, so I felt that that part might be a little draggy unless you're... But then the music itself is actually done really well, so... This following Sunichiro Watanabe's love for music, so... In this case, it's more of a comedy that seems to go by the numbers, but at least all the little beats here and there for comedy and seeing the characters play off each other actually works out really well. Okay. And there's also a nice little uh, episode where they had to work with this AI robot to make a music video. And if you like those uh, old school 80s stuff from Michael Jackson and uh, Aha, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely find a lot to like in this one. This okay. Episode. So there's a lot of throwbacks here and there, especially since, you know, it's... Again, a show about music, so okay. you gotta see all those references here and there being thrown in. So in a very seamless way. Is it uh, like being released weekly, or is it uh, all? Done it's a weekly it? thing. It's okay. a weekly thing right now. When all the episodes are out, then it'll start releasing on Malaysian and Singaporean Netflix. Okay. So you're getting it's only on Japanese Netflix for the time yeah, being. Yeah, Japanese right? Netflix. Yes, yes. Okay. So when when is it finishing? How many episodes are left? Ooh, that's like this is gonna be a 24, 26 episode. Yeah, most Jesus anime seasons are about Christ. twenty plus episodes. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't think. Uh, but the thing is, if it's quality all the way, then we can always see. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. So far, it's showing its quality really well. I mean, this is the Shinichiro Watanabe touch. But I mean, sure. if you're a guy who, who's a big fan of like something like Cowboy Bebop or like even like Samurai Champloo, is like this is probably not what you're gonna expect, right? Not what you expect. Yeah, this is more like. But this is an artist trying to do something different. Yeah, slice slice of life kind of like um yeah. Which I think he's always had big. in him because if you see like the quieter episodes of Samurai Champloo, especially right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's trying to emulate that for this show, but yeah. in that sci-fi context. Which is yeah. fine because you know you you don't want to be like that guy who does the one particular kind of thing your entire career. You yeah. want to you know branch out. <coughs> Akira Toriyama. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All those royalties he's getting from Dragon Quest. All that Dragon money. Yeah. Well, yep, yep. Dragon Quest, what about Dragon Ball, sir? Okay, yeah. so <laughs> now too, time yes. for the serious questions. Uh, is there a beach episode? Uh, beach episode? Coming uh, soon. I don't know yet because yeah. it's still ongoing. There's no beaches <laughs> on Mars, sir. Yeah. It's the future. Well, if, it, if you look hard enough, I'm sure there is. I'm yeah. sure there is, yeah. There's water, there's a beach. <laughs> this is water, there's a beach. Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of water here. There's, there's a hell of a lot of water. There yes. you go. <laughs> yes, we need to oxidize Mars somehow. How do yeah. we do it? Yes. Bring all this seawater. Okay, but the just seeing all those little machines popping up, like especially the robot that is your luggage, it's like, kind of cute to watch. Do you know yeah. where the seawater comes from? Where? The tears of these weebs will never get another Cowboy Bebop. I was about to make that blue. fucking joke, how <laughs> dare well, you? they <laughs> are going to get another Cowboy Bebop, just not in the way you expect. No, all no. the live action bullshit, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Look, if they're going with the original plan of having Keanu Reeves play Spike, I'm still in because I think he may be a little bit too old for it, but I think he's popular enough to kind of pull it off. If he not, could, he could. He yeah. could, or he could play the corgi. He's that good of an <laughs> yeah. actor. Okay, and Whoa. he loves dogs. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who else could it yeah. be? No, can't no. wait for the mushroom episode. He could be Keanu. the villain from the movie. What's the villain's name? Shit, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it's Vicious. Vicious. There you go. Keanu Reeves would oh. be a perfect Vicious. Then we can get somebody like younger, what? a little bit more sprightly to be Spike. Mm. I'm like gonna John say... John Cho. <laughs> no. What's that kid from fucking Detective Pikachu? That Justice Kid. Justice Justice Smith. Uh, Justice Smith. Ooh, yeah. He might be a he good spike. He actually looks like the art style. Ooh, there you go. He's got that weird gangly look about him. Yes. Yeah, we need a gangly. We need a gangly. And look. the afro. Bring back the afro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If not, I can't think of anybody else right now. Yeah. So we just talked about the special mention from my side. Now the main event. Um, to Climb Birdie for Netflix. Ooh. Because it's finished. And it's quite an insane wild ride of a TV show from the same guys who brought you the very depressing Bojack Horseman. No, it's not. It's from the animator of Bojack. Oh, Horseman. animator, sorry, yeah. animator. It's not from the writers or the directors. But no. yeah, different this is writers. Definitely the animator from Bojack Horseman, taking her style, which is very similar, mm-hmm. going a little bit more crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and surreal. Besides, yep. like you know, the anthropomorphic animal slash people with the human tits for some reason. There's a lot of that <laughs> in this show because it's hard to make female humor without like the right anatomy. Exactly, and they're still birds. Hmm. Yes, and also the other half of the population are apparently plants. Plants and with dogs tits. and monkeys. <laughs> yeah, plants with tits. Jeez, plants with tits. That. I would have <laughs> never thought probably that... probably a joke about the male gaze in there somewhere. No, there isn't. No? Okay, because I did not know that vegetables could be sexy until I saw the show. <laughs> you were looking at the wrong plants, my friend. I've been looking at the wrong plants. Yeah, exactly. You know what? There's nothing quite seductive as an open cauliflower right now. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Two Clan Birdie is a show about two roommates, I mean, well, two neighbors living in the same apartment. One's a toucan named Tuka, and one is a bird. What kind of bird is Bertie anyway? I'm gonna Swap. call her maybe, uh, 
a brown breasted tit. Okay, brown breasted <laughs> wow. tit. Let's go with that. Yes. <laughs> Who's also dating a tit of a boyfriend uh, named um, Speckle. Yes. This is Speckled Tit. <laughs> yes, Speckled Tit. Yes. <laughs> and of course, Tuka's voiced by Tiffany Haddish, and Brady is voiced by Ali Wong. Everybody's boyfriend is by. S- Stephen Yoon. Yeah. Everybody's and favorite... Uh, pregnant comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it clearly shows, based on the jokes, the delivery, the way everything's kind of animated around how they are, la, more or less. It's kind of Whereas weird it, how Ali Wong is playing the straight one in this one, right? Yeah, she is the straight one in this one. Someone has to be the neurotic woman, so... Yeah, yeah and she's Asian, so, yep, just not normal. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. So what would my mother want me to be right now? <laughs> Definitely not an animated speckled tit. No. <laughs> I guess the really one thing I really like about this show is it actually balances sincere heartwarming bits with really what the hell is going on kind of bits. Yeah, the surrealism is the, like, one of the most fun I've had in a while. And yeah, I like yeah, the it, fact that the thing is if you watch something like Bojack Horseman you're expecting more of the same. Oh no. No, no it's, you're not. It's cynical as fuck. They push the insanity up to 11 yes. without any of the depression. Which is nice. We Which have, is nice. I mean, there are still some little bit of tragic, I mean, uh, some deep tragic backstories but that's only like a bit here and there and I mean that's it's kinda... basically uh, like you know how women deal with problems represented by Tuka yeah. most of the time yep. and how you know the problems of relationships as uh, portrayed by Bertie very accurately yeah. according to the women who I ask oh yes my girlfriend loves this show and the, the first thing she says is that you might not enjoy, it, enjoy this because it's like probably designed for women I watched it I enjoyed it thoroughly because yeah speckled See, tits Deep down? <laughs> no, I'm not a woman. I'm a man! Yeah. I, I play mean, fucking really Devil May Christ! <laughs> it shifts its tonal gears really adeptly. I mean, one moment we've talked about those tragic bits, and then next thing you know, you have a coach, swimming coach, be punching the hell out of a giant crab in one other moment too. Because it's like, um, yeah, there's a lot of non sequiturs here, but also at the same time... A lot, dude! That's a, a ton. Of it. I mean, yeah. if you think Family Guy has ADHD... <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, to convert yeah. And well, I at least say, Family Guy, it's not like the setup of a joke and then you see it play out. There's literally scenes where they break the fourth wall and also physics for no reason whatsoever, which yeah. I love because then again, it's nothing but uh, an explosion of imagination, creativity, color. Yep. And, Lots uh, of color. And yeah. anatomy on objects I didn't think I would find attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, you think in, in a poorly made show, these things will be out there off kilter and won't make sense. But the way they built this Tuka and Birdie weird as surreal world, everything is like, okay, I kind of expect that to happen, but wow, I actually saw it happen. Mm. And nothing is very apparent in the very first episode where the boyfriend mentioned the speckled tit. He, uh, yeah, he actually had to eat his own uh, grandmother in the form of a cake. Uh, what? So yeah, basically, he puts the ashes. Okay, we just want to spoil the first episode. But just it, the first episode. But this is a taste of things to come. Okay. So literally in the first <laughs> episode, <laughs> what happens was is a boyfriend, Speckled Tit, decides to uh, you know put ashes of dead grandmother into a sugar bowl. And the thing is, uh, the first episode is basically boyfriend and uh, Bertie yep. are trying to like deal with sharing a space together for the first time. So what happens is Tuka, who is having problems with letting go, is like I can't, like, you know, I cannot be roommates with you. So she just constantly hangs around. Mm-hmm. So she decides to borrow some sugar because that's what neighbors do. Oh god! So one thing leads to another. There's a bit of an adventure sequence when you need to retrieve said sugar bowl yep. full of uh, grandma's ashes, but unfortunately, it ends up in the hands of one of. Uh, very uh, well-known patisserie. Yeah, Pete who, the patisserie. Pete yeah. the patisserie, who unfortunately has made it ready into a cake. <laughs> so, in order to kind of salvage a relationship with new boyfriend living in a new house, and in order for Tuka to kind of like apologize, uh, they return uh, grandma in form of cake to boyfriend. And then the cake literally... Like, you know, the soul of the grandmother's in the cake and the cake speaks to the guy. Literally, a mouth appears and uh-huh. just like, you gotta eat me. Eat me, grandson. This is the only way for us to ever be as close as we ever were. And then the poor guy's like, is like wolfing down like entire segments of bit grandma cake. <laughs> and like the cake, living inside. And the cake is encouraging him to do it. Yep. And like, I remember that moment when I was watching it, it's like, this is my new favorite thing now. Uh, <laughs> yes. I want to see more of this shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's when I'm like, yeah, I need uh, to see more of this. Well, yeah. 
so sorry if we had to spoil the first episode. Huh? But it gets better. <laughs> yeah. This, like we said, this is just a taste of things to come. Literally, Jesus Christ. The first episode, we're eating dead grandma. In the form of cake. <laughs> talk about a scene such as Jesus There you go. That, that set the pace for every other episode. Well, I'm watching it as soon as I can. Oh, yeah, sure. Bloody hell. Watch it alone with a box of tissue. Mm, nah, I'm pretty sure my wife will like this too. She's the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Catch this lot. Hey, hey, in the Tuka and Birdie world, I think that's possible. <laughs> sure. In the eccentric phone world. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Honey, could you come here dressed as a rhubarb? <laughs> that's my thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. I think he chose the most phallic looking possible one as well. Oh my god. I could have said fennel or something. Yeah. Like, nope. You, you don't deserve a fennel. You definitely deserve I'm not, I'll be the bad Could boy, be so worse, could fennel. be a radish. You know? Radi- ah, radish and boring. Yeah, you could do a lot of things with a radish. You can do a lot of things with a radish. But a rhubarb, sir. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'll kill you if you're not careful. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we put the All right, from the weirdness. asparagus. Huh? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, so let's delve away from the weirdness and go to something a little more super comic-y, I guess. So super comic-y? Traffic. I want to talk about my special mention. Okay, talking about speckled tits and uh, amazing dead grandma cakes. <gasps> Cobra Kai. Oh. <laughs> Season 2. Yes. <laughs> sure. So this is my pick for a special mention because I was such a huge fan of the other uh, first season of Cobra Kai, which aired last year, which brought back uh, Karate Kid lore and also stalwarts uh, Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso. And of course, uh, what's his name again? Zapka. William Zapka. As William Johnny Zapka Lawrence. is Johnny. Get him, Johnny. Okay, sweep yeah. the leg. Yeah. Uh, so, the first season ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger. I wouldn't even say that. A cliffhanger cameo. Oh. Yep. Because we have Reese. He's back. Oh, okay. Played by the played by Marty Cove. Yes. Marty Cove. Still, still got it. Still yeah, got still it. Still got looking it. good. Still. Still got the death stare. Yes. Still looks like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and uh, yeah, so he's back to kind of uh, take Cobra Kai to the next echelon. And uh, unfortunately, it turns into a bit of a power struggle because Johnny has learned that, oh my god, I am a jerk and I'm teaching these kids to be jerks. And then the jerk who taught him to be a jerk decides to come around and say, no, 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 let me teach you how to teach these kids to be real jerks. And he's like, I'm not a jerk anymore. I don't appreciate you. Okay. You tried to kill me at the end of the second movie back in the eighties. How dare you? You know. Yeah, and excuse it, me, I had character growth. How exactly. Come in? I had an yeah. arc, and then you had to. What are you, D and D? And he comes in and decides to nostalgia bit the fuck out of this. And if you wanna say, if you wanna, if I wanna mention nostalgia bit, oh, what a nostalgia bit thing in this season. Oh yeah. Because we got, especially like, with one of the episodes. In one yeah. episode, okay, I'm gonna spoil just. I'm just gonna mention it. It's Go a bit ahead. of a spoiler. I'm not gonna watch this. They reunite the Cobra Kai. The original yes. guys. They all have one last ride together and it is surprisingly beautiful, poignant, oh, yep. and also at the same time, oh my god, Tommy didn't age well at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite other guy. <laughs> like, oh damn it, Tommy, what happened? Oh yeah, age. <laughs> and probably drugs because it was the 80s. Nah, no wait. But then, then again, yo, actor playing Tommy, you're still my favorite uh, henchman vampire hands down ever. Okay? <laughs> okay. Shoutouts to the fanboys and the fan club of Evil of Fright Night. Okay, he's the guy. Anyway, uh, so Cobra Kai picks up exactly where the last season left off, and uh, we continue the story of the rivalry between Larusso and uh, Johnny. So um, Larusso decides to start up his own Miyagi dojo, whereas, like you know, uh, it's a struggle of basically badassery, I would say, and also mm-hmm. uh, in terms of marketing. Because would you want to join Miyagi Dojo? It's very holistic. It's very wishy-washy. It's very traditional. And I love that... And they Mo- have a lot of money too. <laughs> Not really. I mean, like he's got his like uh, used car salesman money to kind of like bankroll the whole thing. But mm. the funniest thing ever is like when he was doing uh, like his ad on YouTube and mm. basically the first comment, Oh, how could you? You're you're basically appropriating culture. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, what? No, yeah. a, a Japanese man taught me karate, and that song is his favorite song. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that so happened. Someone has something to say about uh, mm. the current state of affairs. You know, it's like, yes. and it's literally, like, I giggled my ass off. It's like, yeah, watching these guys deal with current internet is like, yeah, this is this is literally what happens you know, when you do things like this. And also on the other side, we have Cobra Kai. Okay, 
getting a lot of members, getting a lot of new kids joining, and unfortunately spreading the whole bully culture thing. Ooh. Oh no. So, um, nitpicks. Uh, my biggest nitpick is now, like other Karate Kid movies, other lesser Karate Kid movies, right? They decided to steer the attention away from uh, Daniel LaRusso and also his uh, antagonist, uh, Mr. Actually, to be really honest, right? Uh, Johnny is actually the hero of the story. Yeah, yeah. So now, the roles, roles kind of reversed. The roles have been reversed. Us. And the thing is, what they do is they decided to do a double, triple heel turn, where okay. it's now like, oh, actually, you know, Johnny may have been right all along, but he's still a bit of a jerk, and unfortunately, because he is the product of uh, nature, versus mm-hmm. like Larusso, who's the the product of sheer luck and definitely an illegal move in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, but also at the same time, it's like they decided to kind of also add a little bit more attention to the kids, which I found a little bit lackluster. Is it? It a turns fault of the into kids or fault of the writing. I wouldn't even fault the writing or the kids. It's a little bit of uh, not quite. Um, I would say you don't feel it's as strong as the rivalry in the first season yeah I mean like the, the, the reason why a lot of people especially when it comes to no- nostalgia baiting right, the, a lot of reasons why people enjoyed Cobra Kai is basically what if and then like yeah. basically everybody loves a good 10 years too late sequel especially when you get the original cast down and you kind of like uh, set the story in current times and then you have like you know basically a lot of opportunities for these characters to say you know back in the 80s things were better and like you know us as the audience member like yep things are a lot better back in the 80s including yes. the show including the show yeah mm. transporting to anyone okay and um now they decided to edit a little bit more of that high school drama it's like it's kind of like Degrassi meets Karate Kid now it feels I don't know on paper sounds like a good idea but the thing is the execution I would say they still it's very tropish I think that would be the problem it still has a lot of the uh, kind of uh, tropish elements a lot of like you know high school dramas a bit too familiar right it's a bit too familiar but then they throw in some karate so you're supposed to forgive it but also at the same time it's like we've seen this story before and like you know another complaint I have is like not enough karate this time Okay. I mean, like, there was enough in the first one and it kind of added really nice, uh, like, you know, emotional cornerstones for the show. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, if you can't settle this as men, let's just have a fight. Yeah. Whereas in this one, is like, okay, like, the fights don't seem as uh, emotional or as, I would say, important anymore. Kinda Although sounds... the last fight at the end of the season... Yeah, basically, I, imagine the raid without blood. Ooh. Yeah, it's that level of intricacy when it comes okay. to choreographing a fight scene that takes place in an entire school between two school like between two dojos of karate kids. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, it goes upstairs, downstairs, in the locker room, and it goes into this room, into that room, and then the way like the camera jumps around the fights, it was kind of entertaining. But I also have to say, these kids, I'm I'm sure you kids practice a lot. <laughs> Still not convincing. Halle Berry and John Wick is way more convincing than these kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Literally. It's like, I, I I see that you know how to do the move, but I'm pretty sure if you were to actually punch a person, your fingers would break. I'm sorry, seven-year-old kid. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. But also at the same time, it does have a bit <coughs> of a cliffhanger for this one as well. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this thing is like, once that cliffhanger happens, all the attention is drawn away from the main leads. And the thing is, I also can understand how these leads are going to probably... Like, the way it feels to me is like they're going to eventually take a backseat to these younger characters who is going to take over the show. Which, I guess you kind of have to if you want to have something last longer than, you know, just the people that made... Or maybe it's in the evolution, or maybe you have the third... The upcoming third season also cap off Johnny's arc, in a sense, as a trilogy. But I don't want to see Johnny's arc really cap off. I want to see him have his revenge. Like, what I'm really looking forward to is the final showdown... Okay, one on one, we do a rematch. Yeah, that's a rematch with Rob that's, Machu. That's yes. all I want to see. And the thing is, right, I, I'm pretty sure fans of the Karate Kid, and especially fans of that particular episode of like you know, How I Met Your Mother, yep. would like to know, like, okay, no more fucking bullshit crane kicks, actual karate, proper rules, like you know, an actual legal fight. Who would really win? Okay. And I don't think we're going to get that because it's basically these two uh, characters are now turning into mentors. Yeah, and also... They're turning into the dads of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they should do, like, uh, the old karate kids, like, uh, make old men, uh, like, force children to fall on their behalf. Yeah. Wait, what? That's not what really happened. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, 
No, but it's like, dude, it's like, you know, you, you take karate lessons and you have a sensei. They're turning into senseis. I would want to see them fight. I don't really want to see them take on the teacher paternal role because it's like, yeah, that's not what's interesting about I think there kid. could be room for a fight. It's just need to actually work it out, you know, like... Yeah, but the thing is, it. like, okay, I don't want to spoil it too much, but as yeah. I mentioned, double, triple heel turns. Yep. So it's like, uh, the two leads literally are taking a backseat to all these new characters. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to retool the show to be more like, you know, like a high school show. At least karate. when the season is concerned, to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if that's the direction they're taking, I don't know if that's going to still, like, you know, latch on to any more interest from, like, especially, like, the nostalgia Betty fans like myself. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and the thing is, I'm not invested enough in these kids to actually care what goes on with them. Because especially what happens to one of them during the finale, mm-hmm. I literally was like, okay, so I hope he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally what I said. It's like, yeah, but what about, like, you know, uh, LaRusso and like Johnny I want to see that I want to see more of that I guess I just know it's mm. compelling as you know people that you've known for so yeah long. you know what I mean it's like think of it as like it's like Metal Gear Solid 2 why yeah. am I not playing a Solid Snake who's this younger guy yeah yeah why, why am I supposed I to care about him the entire game you yes. know what I mean that would probably be a good like comparison but mm-hmm. also at the same time it's like it's a nitpick and I don't know maybe season 3 they decide to flip it back because uh, like Kreese kind of you know he he takes on a larger role towards the end of this sh- uh, like season. Yep. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil too much, but you know what? If you're a fan, go ahead and subscribe to YouTube Red. <laughs> Talk about very obtuse ways of getting shows. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. Is it called YouTube Red or YouTube? It's YouTube Red. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Is it available here now? No. You oh. not in Singapore? I thought you. Oh could. wait, wait. wait. Uh, yeah, sh- yeah, it's available here. That's how I oh. watched it. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's available in Singapore, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah on totally, the YouTube. absolutely legal for Singapore. We're not in Singapore, we're in the space station again, remember? We oh, cross yeah. international one. Oh, we're doing that <laughs> all the channels. Yeah. Okay, and... So, a good question, like, what media rights do you have when you're in space? All. All the media rights. <laughs> yeah. You can have all the X-Men and Avengers in whatever movie you want if you film it in space. Oh, yeah, everything's <laughs> eminent domain up in space. Exactamundo, okay? Now, uh, shall I go on to my... Best and uh, favorite TV show of 2019. Yes, by all means, yeah, go, go ahead. On, and we're going to end the show on a bum note, apparently. We're going to end it on a bum note? Okay, speaking of bumming, <sighs> speaking of bummers. So, uh, my favorite show of 2019 just got cancelled after one episode. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about here, yes. Lasking Fans. Okay, if you're a fan of uh, the comic books and if you're a fan of the, the adaptations, like, holy shit, I did not expect Swamp Thing to be that good. I don't it, think anyone's expecting yes. it to be It totally good. took me by surprise because the thing is uh, when it came to DC taking on like uh, the likes of Netflix and the likes of Disney by having their own streaming service what's it called mm-hmm. again? The Warner Bros. Uh, DC what? something DC Originals or That's actually what it's called DC something DC something <laughs> DCS It's DC something <laughs> Okay and like with the quality of shows they have and the mm. thing is, uh, I mean, when we talk about the likes of Supergirl, when we talk about the likes of, uh, what was it again? Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's called DC Universe, the streaming yeah. service. DC Universe, the streaming service. How obnoxious. Okay, yeah. So is Detective Comics the streaming service? That doesn't make sense yeah, at all. Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> if you were to really spell it out. I don't think anyone knows that DC sounds for Detective Comics. Everybody anymore. knows comic. You're a nerd, yeah. card cert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say this. Uh, so the Flash is pretty good. Arrow, not a fan. I How about Doom Patrol? Did you enjoy? That? I enjoyed Doom Patrol, and I was like thinking, like, you know what, Swamp Thing would be a nice addition to the basket of things that was available on the <laughs> on the service. Yeah. And holy shit, this is like one of the best DC shows since the the original Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh wow! Back in the nineties, remember that shit? Oh wait, this is the one with Heather Locklear, right? Was it? Yeah, that's oh, that's oh, the movie, yeah. sir. Was oh, it right, right. Uh, live action or animated? Live action. They did it out of nowhere and it had very strong undertones of environmentalism, mm-hmm. conservation, uh, paying respects to your environment, nature. And it's like, oh, and you know, cool Swamp Thing action. Alright. Sure, why not? And so, take all of that, add in a little bit of that, uh, a speckle if you will, <laughs> of that modern taste of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a dark grittiness. Okay. And some un expected body horror for some reason. (laughs) This show actually is pretty graphic in terms of the violence. Oh, hello. And also at the same time, it's like, you remember how we always mention like, oh, DC, you shouldn't pull any punches. Mm -hmm. They didn't. 
Oh yeah, for they did TV not show. for this one. <laughs> maybe that's why it got cancelled. Maybe that's why it got cancelled. Or maybe because it was just too expensive or we did not have enough of a user base because apparently shows like Supergirl, shows like uh, Legends of Tomorrow or The Flash or Arrow can't carry a network. I mean, to uh, put on my cinecap for a moment, I think it's easier to market pretty people in revealing costumes than a literal swamp monster. Yep, because smart people are not paying enough money for this. No, smart people get a torrent instead. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they build a rocket ship, so they're past international trademark laws. Yeah. And, 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 there's, and that's a sad thing, because you definitely like the show for a, a lot of other reasons apart from the body it's horror, smart, right? It's smart, it's well-written, well-performed, well-acted. The cinematography is fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. because it, this doesn't feel like a TV show. No? It literally feels like you're watching, like, you know, an hour feature film. Oh, it's okay. solid uh, television, solid special effects, solid acting, again. Okay, I loved all the performances. And also, I love the fact that they didn't... I mean, if you're a fan of Swamp Thing, or if you're... Okay, to be more specific, if you're a fan of Alan Moore Swamp Alan Thing... Alan Moore Swamp Thing, yeah. Okay, you like when, when Holland appears, you're like, yep, this guy... It's not going to go good for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know this guy... This, this very, very affable and very good-looking guy. Yeah, he's not he, he's not going to look like that for the whole show. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I love the fact that, you know, they didn't make it like, like an origin story. It's just like this poor side character. Because the main character is actually this... Uh, I don't know how to describe her job. Biologist? Uh, Abby Arcane. Um, yeah. She's a... just. I guess she's a hospital... I mean, she's a relief hospital work... I mean... Doctor, basically, who uh-huh. just got called into to deal with the virus that's going on in yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, she does communicable, communicable disease. Is that the word? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so basically, she gets called back to a old hometown where there's a very particular kind of, um, I would say, outbreak of a certain nature that nobody can quite explain. Okay. Except for and her. It, except for her. And then the thing is, they trace it back to the swamp, to the source. And then she just brings this guy along. And like, if you're a Swamp Thing fan, it's like, he? he? What? Like, he, he, it's like, why aren't they paying attention to this guy? The show's gonna be named after this guy. We're following this lady instead. And it's like, alright, let's see where this goes. Yep. And it has a bit of that uh, police procedural detective stuff going along. I mean, because detective comics, you gotta do some detectiving. Yeah. You well, gotta start detecting. Well, hey, Batman is, you know, the world's best detective. Apparently so is this Although... lady who knows <laughs> Mr. Holland, who... May or may not be Swamp Thing. <laughs> no spoilers for one episode. Sure. Okay. And it's literally, basically, she discovers that... Um, okay, so she goes to the swamp and she discovers that, okay, this virus or this thing that's affecting people, actually, in particular, affect, affecting this little girl right yeah. now. Okay, okay, so it came from this place. She goes to this place and discovers, oh, there might be a government conspiracy. Okay, oh. or there might be some big business, big corporate bullshit going on. Then she meets some other characters who are like, you're not welcome back here in this town. And by the way, don't come to my factory where I make that weird chemical thing. No, no, no please, please don't pay attention to me. Sorry, give me a second. I just need to mark off my other one on the DC bingo card. Yeah, there you go. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I'm going to go here. Things happen. Uh, they get sabotaged. Uh, so her poor assistant, uh, unfortunately, gets lost in the swamp. And it comes back. <laughs> and hmm. Swamp Thing. Okay. Yes. And I love the fact that it's like, as an origin story, it's like it's such a subversion of expectation. It's like, we're not following the Swamp Thing. Well, let's just follow this other character. The swamp Thing's gonna happen eventually. And it's like, that is kind of clever writing. I mean, yeah, yeah you gotta do the build up. You gotta do like, like you know, have to make brave characters writing, in that which and what I love doesn't sound like it paid off, but it, it actually did pay off. But story wise, yes. Story because uh, the, the, the thing is like if you're not a fan of Swamp Thing, or if you're not aware of something, and it's just something you like, you know, take in cold, it will take you by surprise because the way they designed the first episode, you thought she would be Swamp Thing. Ah, so it'd be a good switcheroo if you she is literally top billing in the title card. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, smart. Yeah. And it's like, All the stuff is on the happen around her perspective. starring this woman? And then you follow her. And then you follow her exploits. Then she meets like back with some of the people from her old hometown. 
and then that's her old best friend and that's this old lady and then she's kind of involved with this lady's uh you know daughter's death and blah 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 backstory yeah. reveal and it's like, uh, virginia it's- madison madison plays this character right oh, man she still looks good yeah she and does. the thing is is like madison i've heard that before she's an actress from the 90s and okay 80s. so it's like the thing is when they reveal it to you is like they don't lead on the fact that this is a swamp thing show it feels like like maybe you know like an outbreak show Okay, where yeah. we're trying to find the source of this weird disease that's affecting people and then apparently it's like it's coming from the swamp and uh, what it does is it turns people into crazy swamp creatures that are half plant half people that's where the body horror comes in uh-huh. and if you can find episode 1 that scene in the hospital oh he, yes when the guy just like falls apart and then each part of him turns into a thing and it's like god damn I haven't seen anything this like Intense in the thing, I guess. Yeah, and that's it's, a 1980. It's, it's that plus level. Film. Wow. And it's like yeah. all these creepy plant tentacles like attacking people. And impaling people too in yeah. some, some episodes. And it's like, this is amazing. This is fucking like over the top. You know what this is making me think? It's about time for a reboot of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Nice yeah, you should say version. props from this, show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will make it hip hop and have all the littles play various characters so I can just see them all get eaten yeah <laughs> more Swamp Thing so yeah if you know who Swamp Thing is if you know the the actual name of the guy and like you know, if you're a fan it's like you'll be like like somebody like me I'll be like I didn't expect that at all and, so, they, and they still went ahead with it okay so if you're not a fan of Swamp Thing would you still recommend it hell yeah okay this is like a great mix of horror great great mix of science fiction great mix of procedural Great acting, again. I mean, I can't... Uh, like, the thing is, when it comes to something of this nature, when you want to talk about supernatural stuff, comic book stuff, you know, superpowers and what like, or mutation, and you got to deliver it in a way that isn't, I would say, you know, you don't be too serious about it, but yeah. at the same time, you got to you gotta be able to suspend disbelief. Of course. And they nail it. And they nail it. And the thing is, when the body horror stuff comes, you're totally not suspecting it at all. Oh, really? You thought it would be the kind of like, oh, what a kooky science fiction adventure. And then, like, nope. shit happens. People get killed and, like, yep, this is intense. Plants coming out from their mouths, coming out from their orifices. Damn, yeah, and, and the thing stuff. is, right, you're th- we're talking Excuse about... The- yeah. Oh, man, orifices. <laughs> yes. And then, like, when, when you think of, like, DC shows, you think of, like, really bright, cheerful characters like Supergirl. Yes. And then Swamp Thing... Or like uh, Green Arrow. Oh, like, you know, Gr- Green Arrow is, like, dark and greedy, but TV version. Yeah. And then this hits you and, like, Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're not like, you know, beholden to any network rules or censorship laws because it's our own, our own network. We can do what we want. We what can do, do we we're cancelled. What do you mean we have to cancel this? We can't afford it. <laughs> Nobody's buying enough subscriptions. God damn it. So, ah, oh, man. Uh, gone too soon. Swamp Thing. Probably the best TV show that never happened. If you can somehow find episode 1, 2, or 3. Yeah, you can probably find it somewhere. They're probably going to yeah. release the rest of the season because it's filmed anyway. They're not losing anything. By they the probably have to. Yet. But I mean, there's never going to be a season 2, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, that would be sad. But the thing is, is like, you know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, eccentric Tom. You know, man, you thought Chernobyl was harrowing? Wait till we see plant most- monsters. <laughs> I, I really am interested in seeing this. You, trust me, you love it. You love just how like, yeah, this is what a comic book movie that is like determined to be dark and greedy should be about yeah it shouldn't be just angst and attitude it should be like no no like if this was happening in a real world setting this would be fucking terrifying yes. sounds like it so there's no one saying fuck batman in this nope 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 none of that bullshit none of that none of that fucking prepackaged emo angst no no this is just like Holy shit, the swamp wants to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is environmentalism it? and sci-fi magic stuff all it's mixed basically, together. It's basically, you know, like, imagine the forces of nature and it's sentient. I want to give it a watch. You will yeah, you love should. this shit, bro. So, so, I mean... That's my uh, task this weekend, trying to find a way to watch it. Uh, don't worry, we have uh, uh, premier uh, review copies from the folks around. Oh, why, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you, yeah. thank you very yep. much. Yep. <clears throat> yes. Thank um. you, thank you, DC UTV UT. DC <laughs> Universe. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, yeah, we have our subscriptions. Yeah, fully, yeah, fully paid for. Uh, but I would seriously recommend. Um, man, uh, it's like one of those things where if we don't talk about it, it will definitely be a remnant of history and yeah. that nobody would mention. And the thing is. There is something out there that exists that tried and unfortunately did not quite hit the mark. 
in terms of I would say reception, not yeah. in terms of quality, in terms of. Uh, I mean, like, I kind of feel like it was never really given a chance. Nope. And the thing is, it wasn't because of like it was just basically executives like, nah, we 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 can't sell this. I'm sorry. Yeah, which is kind of like if you had no faith in it, why did you greenlight it to begin with? But I mean, I'm glad that they did. But at the same time, yeah. You know, I mean, it's what like else going on. Like maybe there was like an executive change at some point, and someone came in and. On a whim, decided, yeah, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, I'm gonna call it like if this thing ever gets a home release, like if they decide to just compile everything into like a single sing- uh, single season Blu-ray collection, Ooh. dude, this will be a cult thing. This is sure. just like the original Swamp Thing TV show. Yeah, give so it about five years for it to be a cult. I wouldn't even say give it five years. It's definitely gonna take a life of its own, just like the Swamp. <laughs> and I would say this also, like Last King fans, heavily recommended. Okay, the thing is, right, we've been giving a lot of shit to DC in their films. Uh, we haven't been giving that much shit to the TV show. Some of us like it, some of us don't. Mm-hmm. It can be a bit too goofy, but sometimes it's so goofy, we love it. Yep. Shout out to Gorilla Grog. <laughs> okay, but Swamp and Thing... And King Shark as well. <laughs> yeah, and King Shark. <laughs> they pulled off King Shark. Shit. But I will say this. Uh, Swamp Thing is the kind of thing that only comes once in a lifetime. It is ahead of its time. It is also a product of its time. And I would say um, it definitely deserves... If you're a fan, if you're a fan, if you're a comic book geek, and if you want to get some geek cred, find yourself some Swamp Thing, give it some love, sign the petition, we're going to start it, bring back Swamp Thing. We want season two. We want more of this shit. We want smart, intelligent, superhero stories that isn't afraid to fucking freak you out. <laughs> okay, and Swamp Thing, yes, he, he's definitely going up the ranks in like uh, one of the most slept on DC characters ever. I mean, okay. Hey, if you want any companion material, uh, just read uh, Swamp Thing vs. Batman. Probably some of the most engaging storytelling ever. And yes, if you can, read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. But I urge you not to because um, uh, the plot threads are similar but not too similar. But the tone is there. So I would say like, yeah, definitely support the Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing definitely needs a lot more love. Because, you know, the only thing left left is like Doom Patrol, which is... Oh, good. Oh, it's goofy. Yeah, it's good and goofy, but yeah. it, it should it should be more Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol, where it should be like, okay, now this is kind of like you know in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's a toned down Doom Patrol TV show, which I'm okay with. But at the same time, then something happens is like, yeah, that's how you do it properly. That's how that's how nerds like it, which is gonna contribute to my conspiracy theory. Actual nerds aren't watching Marvel films. No, it's it's, become... it's 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 just shills and people who like who who like Marvel movies. Who's just jumping on the bandwagon? Of course. Hey, how many how many Captain Marvel <laughs> comics do you own, John? I think I got. I've only got two, and they're both number ones. Because <laughs> yeah. they only sell number ones, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got the Kamala Khan one. Oh, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel. Oh yeah, which is more interesting, I would say. I would say she deserves a TV show. Yeah. She has one. Eventually, well, event- no, she has, well she's a cartoon. She has an she's a cartoon. Series. I know she's an ambi- I mean, she deserves a life like a TV show. Oh yeah, for sure. Eventually, they might. You know, Starring might. the girl from Glow. Oh yeah, that Indian girl from Glow. I think she's a bit too old now. No, you don't have to young her up. Just make her like you know college age. Nah, I think it was best. You want to do the origin story? I want to. I want high school uh, Kamala Khan. Mm, then maybe the girl because who the plays whole, the family dynamic with the brother and the parents. I think is maybe Mary Jane. But then the thing is, she's really committed to Spider Man. Oh yeah, is that lady. Right? Oh, yeah. is it there? Yeah, I would have liked her. Uh, I mean, there's a whole shit ton of uh, South Asian actresses out of the UK. That yeah, but the thing is, her. when like at the end of Homecoming, when she flips the bird at Peter Parker, oh yeah, she would have been the perfect Miss Marvel. Wasted opportunity. Oh right yeah, there. for sure. So yes, again, Swamp Thing. Find it, watch it, support it. Absolutely. If you can do it legally, yeah, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> It's really been cancelled. Damn really you, DC! A self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Like, no one's gonna watch it because we're going to torrent it, so we cancel it, so everyone watches it on torrent because it's not supported anymore. And so the second continues. You know, maybe it might get that uh, Deadpool, like, dead cat bounce. Like, oh, apparently people really like this. We should... Fine, we'll do it again for half the budget. Oh, people still like, like it. Like, right, for fine. another few years, is it? Now starring Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the tick got cancelled again. Oh, yeah, that's a sad thing. I really liked the first season. I hope... Yeah, uh, but no one watched the second season, which is why I got yeah, cancelled. Yeah. But the thing is, it's attached to a membership. Yeah. It's not like, because it's not... The thing is, like, you can't blame it on, like, people not watching it. You have to blame it on availability. 
Because mm. the thing is, DCU, whatever the fuck that is, right, is not totally available worldwide properly yet. I d- yeah. I do so you can't understand. justify the numbers because like, it's a stupid like America-centric bullshit. It's like the rest of the world also likes superheroes. Like, why do you think Marvel works? Because they sell to China, like sell to Asia, you cowards. There's so many nerds here. But then again, uh, man, all the legal loopholes. All the licensing, especially from old rights owners as yeah. well. Yeah. That's a nightmare. I mean, listen, it's a trick, Tom. Remember the time when you went to Spotify to find that album you thought it would be available and it wasn't for some strange reason? Oh yeah, the fact that uh, Instagram music doesn't work in Singapore at all. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, Licensing. The bane of every nerd's existence. Rather story, uh, fuck Singapore. Fuck everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck copyright. Yeah. No! Okay, everything should be region. Zero. Yeah, fuck you, Disney, for ruining copyright law for everyone else. Yeah! and It's and your fault that we are living in a shit show. And DVDs. Uh, I would say Especially it. DVDs. Especially <laughs> DVDs for inventing region locks. What? Yeah. Yeah, Suck how dare off. you? So, uh, last game fans, ending on a bummer and a downer and some body horror. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our best TV shows for 2019. Any other special mentions? or? Uh... Uh, yeah, I just powered through Aggressive Season 2. How is it? It's cute. Not as much death metal. Oh. Yeah. But she's kind of happier this season, so it's kind of like, it makes sense from a character perspective. So not much death metal. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a not knock. much metal death metal and not enough Psyduck. Zero hope on for me now. Uh, oh, but uh, I'll still watch it. But uh, they introduce her mother and uh, oh boy, <laughs> you can definitely tell the virus going on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like any Asian watching this movie, like yep, that's my life. You know what? We shall save that for our favorite anime of 2019 episode coming up soon. Yeah, that's my answer. None of you yeah. jackasses can steal it. Anyway, we're gonna yeah, go hold. Ahead. We're holding out this episode until possibly Castlevania season three, so <laughs> which is probably for it next, next year. year. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we have to talk about actual year. anime now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, you know what? Let's wrap this up, boys. Sure. So this has been. Um, Chief Science Officer Isotrector. This has been Plant Life Mr. Toffee. And this has been Speckled Titch <laughs> Signing out. <laughs>